brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Hey. Today, I have a special guest with me. Um, Let me just get my glasses off so I can read this bio really quickly. <laughs> Madeline Beck. She is uh, an entertainment veteran, a paused psychotherapist we'll talk about that a little bit later and um the founder of the better spot um is fostering a culture of sustainable wellness through a secure platform for practitioner community for the practitioner community so we'll definitely talk a bit more about that because it's definitely related madeline welcome back to baxter's but i'm so happy to have you Thank you, thank you, thank you. Super, yeah. super pumped to be back. Well, yes, we, the thing about us is we could do 10, I think we could do 10 podcasts in 10 days and have 10 different topics. Yep. And they all would be fire. Yeah. So I always appreciate our conversation on and off camera. Um, As I was looking at your most recent bio i hadn't realized that you had sort of paused around the, the psychotherapy so um it's may we are talking about mental health uh, awareness month the importance of mental health and whatever sort of whatever that looks like to, to, to different people right um and so we were talking off air a bit about okay psychotherapy versus like counseling versus like tell me so tell me about um, your time as a psychotherapist and then sort of how that uh, fits in sort of the lexicon of all of like the mental health sort of practitioners. Yeah. Um, so MFT, uh, marriage and family therapist. So there's, whenever, whenever you have folks that are within the mental health space, right, just like people who are essentially in any industry, there's always going to be specialties within that industry, right? You're not just going to say, I'm going to see a doctor or I'm going out to eat. It's like, what are you going to eat? Or what type of doctor are you going to see, right? And so there are nuances within the academic background, licensure and regulation, how we approach the work that we do, the methods, modalities that we use. So um, I was most drawn to being a marriage and family therapist uh, because I'm just, just infinitely curious about human relationships. Um, primarily, you know, those that are personal, familial, romantic relationships. Um, there's social workers, there's counselors, there's psychologists, psychiatrists, those are doctors, there's doctors of philosophy. There, so there's so so we're all out here. I know I miss some. I know some folks are gonna come for me. Um uh there's uh, clinical clinical counselors, there's there's, there's a bunch of bunch of acronyms. The letters are everywhere. Um, but yes, myself. Uh, associate MFT, and I stopped practicing. Like you said, I took a, I took a pause. I said I, I just actually um, did a panel for Clinician Fest 2023. Um, mm -hmm. That was last week, and it was phenomenal. So clinicians hit it up next year um, for all 
all backgrounds of um, clinical mental health and practice. But I think I think a, a large represented group of the social workers, social workers stand up. They came out strong in that uh, in that conference this year. Um, but I said a phrase that like resonated with folks because it was blowing up in the chat. And it was like, sometimes, you know, instead of falling out, you just need to fall back. So I call myself a psychotherapist on pause because mm. a pause was necessary in order for me to continue doing the work. I don't want to step out of the field, but I got to press pause for a minute to get some things together. So that's where I'm at. Well, you're, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. You're, you're a founder. The, the work is super important to you. And we'll talk a, a bit about that just in general, right? But whenever we would connect and are trying to figure out time to connect, it was my schedule versus your schedule and a lot of your schedule between pitch meetings for for um your company yep. was your clients that right. you have to see right so right. both things require like full-time attention so um yeah again we'll, we'll talk a, a, a minute a, a, a more about that i want to talk about the clinician fest but i wanted to say this you may not even remember um december 7th that's not when we talked but that's the day that I was doing some writing. I was kind of working on, I've been sort of outlining and brainstorming what my next writing project would be. And um, I was sitting here, I had a day off and I was just writing and I was writing some things that I had never written before. Like mm-hmm. things that I didn't realize was like thoughts. Love that. that. Sense. Yeah. And it just started to kind of like pour out of me. And I, and then I started again, not sure why that day was a day, but it was like, I was like connecting dots between, well, maybe that's the way, maybe I'm this way because of, because of this thing that happened to me. And for, I don't spend a lot of time in the past in general, just because in my opinion for years, it it was like a waste of time. It was like, I had too much in front of me. Right. And I probably, you know, obviously subconsciously didn't want to spend a lot of time there because of things that just weren't worth yeah. remembering, in, in my opinion. So as I was like writing these things and reminiscing about, you know, things that happened 30 years ago, I'm like, man, maybe I'm this way because, and I said, hmm. I, I, so I was typing out on one computer. I was listening to uh um, an interview and and this gentleman was talking about his therapist. So I said, I said, okay, God, all right, fine. There's something. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, like God, like okay, I don't know what else I gotta tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta find someone. So um, I, I reached out. I started to do a little research, and then eventually later that month, you and I connected, and. Um, I hadn't heard back from anyone. I had heard back from one person. It wasn't a great fit through our initial conversation. You said, you know, basically do this, do this. You know, you're like holiday season. But if you haven't heard from anyone by like X amount time in January, like reach back out and I'll I'll help you. Right. So thank you. Yeah. For, you know, I think you even congratulated me for like even like making the attempt. Right. And Mm -hmm. just you wanting to try to assist where you, where you could i appreciated that and um you know I, I feel like i always get a little therapy just talking to you 
Um, anyway, so thank you for your your support and just you know um, your sort of empathy. You know I, that was something that I could identify like right away. Um, so I've been seeing a therapist since January. I Maybe. cannot be um, happier. Um, shortly after we record, I will be meeting. I will be having a session today but I wanted to um just kind of paint that picture like you're an advocate truly mm -hmm. talk about how long you've been um in the profession and what uh, sort of drew you to it to begin with sure um so yeah I mean that's that question within itself is a whole podcast but I'll be <laughs> as succinct as possible um, I, I mean, like I said, I've always been just super curious about relationships. And so, um, I actually said in my interview for my undergrad at NYU, when I was uh, interviewing and auditioning for the drama school, I remember calling myself a conduit of stories, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, a receptacle of stories. I'm, I just, I love them. I'm fascinated by them, whether they're true or fantasy. I just, I think the ability to connect is something that supersedes every division that we'll ever have as humans, period, end of story, right? Even if you tell a story and you don't understand the language, you can still feel the commonalities between that. So I've always had that love and dedication just through storytelling, whether I'm telling it or listening to it. Um, but I mean, real talk, I you know went through a significant trauma uh, in 2017 and finding care was wild <laughs> finding care was wild um it wasn't like a oh let me just hop on doc doc or insert any other directory um to find somebody even directories that were niched even directories that were like you know you're a black woman here's a directory for black women like even those directories it is still a commitment and a process um because you have to meet this human uh, in 2017, we were still meeting people in person, but a lot of consultations were via phone. So there's an energy and a connectivity that's necessary in order for you to know that you're going to have effective therapy because it requires you to be vulnerable. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, you can't walk into a space and just be like, oh, I really don't click with this person, but let me just spend a grip of money in an hour every week, 50 minutes every week with this person telling them what's going down. Um, so going through that process was exhausting. And I also, during that time, started recognizing that, like, I don't just need mental health support, mental or emotional support. Um, and that was also when I really, like, recommitted a love to integrative care. I was like, I need mind, body, spirit support. I need the whole situation. Um, so as I started that therapy myself, um, going through trauma therapy, first starting at crisis and then getting into just traditional treatment uh, uh, and process therapy, I was like, I I want to see what this is about. I want to maybe look at it from an academic lens and see what's going on. And then that was pulling a string on a damn sweater. That was a whole like the system and who wrote the books and how the information was, you know, substantiated and what's considered something that's like, you know, empirical and supported. And um, it just made me realize a lot of things like being a student taught me things that it wasn't supposed to teach me. 
right? Like I was learning how to be a clinician, but at the same time, I was learning why the system didn't work. Well, you came in um, not as a traditional student as far as like your age, right? Right. You've already been in school, already had degrees, yep. right? And and a woman, mm-hmm. like a full-grown woman um, with experiences in the whole night, right? So you had a different perspective. You had a more mature um perspective and plus just the way you're wired you know yeah I can imagine you seeing some things that been there but just seeing it differently than a lot of other yeah right yeah I mean definitely that's a that's a huge key element yeah I I went to start my journey as an MFT after already having a BFA after already having an MED so I already had two degrees and you know a decade of education underneath my belt um, and it just made sense for me to go, I bet everybody on here is like, mm, how much academic debt do you have? Um, but like, you know, I was like, I, I want to do this thing and I want to do it right. So in order for me to do it right, these are the channels that I have to go through. Right. Um, and it was a very different experience. I think it would have been super different if I was like 18. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so. you, you, in, in my opinion, you still would have seen some things differently than most, but no. The, the experience that you had, the, the life experience and the educational experience, I think. Um, and then this whole entertainment brain that you have, right? And those yeah. experiences, I can't imagine. I mean, that that probably sent most, most people out west to therapy in no. Hollywood, right? It's just trying to get in that game and yeah. be a part of that game and you know a lot of folks being you know chewed up and spit out and 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 all that but you know what i mean i i used to think that i used to think heavily that like folks that are entertainment actors performers whatever they may be whatever type of art i used to think a lot of the time that it took like a specific type of person or that person went through a specific you know mental anguish or like journey haven't been on both sides, like for real, for real, it's anyone that has a desire and resilience, but doesn't have a healthy relationship with that, doesn't recognize like, these are the things within my power. These are the things that are not within my power. Let's deal with reality, right? Like there's, I'm sure you've heard of the phrase like toxic positivity. There's a space around that, right? Where you start to lose sight of why you fell in love with something because that's just what our society does to us very often, right? We operate in a scarcity mindset. It doesn't function properly if we're not constantly thinking more, 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 more. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. So when you have actors or performers that are tying their worth to something that they have no control over, all they can do is put in the work. Whether or not the casting director is going to validate them by giving them the role, they have no control over that. And that's life. That's everybody. I'm in sales. <laughs> that's me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You you've been out um, meeting with donors and piecing that together. You you know done that. Investors. I wish I was getting donations, but yes. <laughs> did I say donors? You did. Investors. I'm like they not giving it to me for look. Free. I'm in look. I'm in the my the the, the nonprofit <laughs> brain. You're like no. No nope. profit. Yeah. yeah. But again, right. Um, and I'll just speak 
from from my own experiences, like literally every day, right? Yeah, sometimes it feels like if the if the result, the desired result or the desired outcome wasn't attained, then you could kind of feel like, well, I did all this work mm -hmm. for you know for nothing, right? I had a, a meeting um re very recently and I was super fired up about it. And I had it was at the end of the week, and I had so much going on during like earlier that week that I didn't have time. And then once I once it was that morning, I was able to like finalize our presentation. I had a you know bringing my team out, and I just I got so excited because I so grateful. We do all this hard work to get an opportunity to pitch, mm -hmm. and these things don't grow on trees. These opportunities don't grow on trees, especially not in this economy. Nope. But we can't only tie it to the outcome. We need to tie it to the effort that we put in, the preparation that we put in, the um, the fun that we had. You know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a there's a uh, adrenaline that you have after presenting. Oh yeah, and, and and thinking about this opportunity, right? And and everybody on the team was buzzing. And, you know, one of my team members, she was chatting me up. We hadn't even gotten in the car. We were outside of the building of this company. And she just chatted me up. We, but we both were kind of just like that still energy. buzzing, right? And then um, I got texts from other colleagues and calls. How do you think it went? I thought this. And and it, that's always a really good feeling that people enjoyed their time with you. Because mm -hmm. I'm the curator and the conductor of these meetings, you know, okay. like I have the responsibility to say, okay, I have a great team, and they say, okay, well let's, well let's see, when, mm -hmm. you know, and now I have to, you know, pull, pull folks together, tell them why they should be excited about taking time out of their day, right? And so it's like, um, but when people give me positive feedback, like, I had a great time, that was fun. Yes, it's business, but it's not all business. It's the yeah. prep, it's the performance, it's the it's the feeling that you feel inside of a room where you feel like these folks will make great partners. Mm -hmm. It's and when you I make that connection. That. Yeah, it's 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 all about again, right? Storytelling and relationships is when you make that connection. When when the story that you have, when your why, when your purpose connects to someone else, and it's like bing, mm -hmm. it's it's all worth it. Then you're like, this is why I do what I do. And, and then, yeah, there's, yeah, you still want the ultimate opportunity to, to, to partner, to get hired, but you also, there's a satisfaction in mm -hmm. my book. Like if I'm going to try to pretend to be what I think you want and I don't get the business anyway, right. then I'm, I'm, I'm looking crazy. Right. Cause I'm like, right. I didn't lie this whole thing. And I didn't, Guest and didn't get it anyway. And yeah. didn't get it anyway. And I wasn't even myself. You know, the the success that I've experienced. Um once I accepted who I was and and brought that with and the more I bring myself into these meetings, the better I feel and the more yeah. successful I've been. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. That's the true one. And that's also, I mean, it's sustainable. It's not sustainable to keep trying to pretend you're somebody you're not. You know what I mean? So 
No. Well, then you get the business be, pretending to be someone else. And then what? No. Well, now you're doing it forever, forever, yes. ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's a it's a lose it's a it's a lose lose yeah. proposition. Um, but you know, took me a while to kind of identify the right industry. Um, that and and then ultimately, let's drill down. What is it about this industry? How can the things that you are passionate about? How does it relate to this industry and this role? Mm-hmm. And then when you can identify with that it helps bring clarity to everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the business of helping people and, and helping them take all this noise and help simplify it and say, okay, we're gonna let's figure this thing out together. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's about. It's not about how many insurance terms I can rattle off. Sure. Yeah. They can have somebody else for that. I want to be in the thick of things with them, trying to figure out strategically what's the what's our mindset going for 2024 and how do we get there yeah i mean you're you're a long-term partner you're looking Mm -hmm. for yeah long-term lifetime partnership yeah yeah for sure okay the better spot tell me tell me how that um idea was was born and 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 tell me walk me through kind of some of the pieces um, I know a little bit about, but some some of the where it originated, kind of some of the ups and downs, and kind of where you all are at this moment. Yeah, um, I mean, so the the better spot was born of the trauma that I went into therapy for, right? Like going through that experience uh, as a client, trying to find a practitioner um, that I could vibe with, that felt good, that I could afford that I could get to easily, that had space for me, that didn't have a 90-day wait list, like all those different things, right? Um, It's definitely an art. It's not a science. As much as the algorithms try to make it a science, it's not. And um, going through that process, and then I I use, like, I, I say a lot of times, like a therapist in therapy, right? Because most therapists are in therapy, because we know how effective it is, first of all. But um yeah, I, I came to the better spot because I was just, as I was going through school, my third degree, I'm looking at the system and I'm like, the medical industrial complex is jacked up. Like what? It, wait, I have to do what? And then if I do, th- but then I have, and I'm like putting together the pieces and taking all these courses. And, and then also I had the beauty of having access, right? I had access to my supervisory group. I had access to you know, professors that had been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. I was also in therapy. So I had that element to be able to ask my own, my own practitioner. Um, And then I just started like bouncing things off based on all the problems that they were experiencing, right? Um, Not having a secure space to exist in. The majority of practitioners got to meet each other because they were all on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, well then how do you have like, a private conversation. Oh, well, our, our, our group is private. Yeah. Your group is private, but Facebook owns that information. So how private is it if Facebook got it? Right. And then they're like, Oh, well, uh, mm, uh, you know, and then people saying things on Twitter and being docs, right. Because you can't be a human and a practitioner at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. So then just, I started seeing all these things and I was like, well, there's gotta be a solution for it. So I started looking for the solution and I couldn't find it. 
Um, and the thing that really set it off was there was a colleague of mine who, um, you know, people just didn't like who she was as a person, how she, how she existed in the world. And they just started creating fake reviews about her private practice. What? Never had never seen her mm. had ne- and just, you know, I mean, that's how it is. So you, so I started seeing a lot of different problems and I couldn't find the solution. And then I was just like, let me just make it. Let me just create it. Let me create a better spot. <laughs> Let me create a better spot. Yeah. I don't want to tackle that whole fake review thing. We don't have time. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's wild. But, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And so that's the premise. But tell me, in theory, what, what did you have in mind for the better spot? Like you want to create and invite, but but talk like talk about it. Tell tell yeah, me what I mean, you envision. So, you know what the better spot is is it's first of all it's dual industry, which I think is huge. If it wasn't the first thing that I said, I should have uh, a bad founder. But um, it's dual industry, so it is online and it is in person, because health and wellness doesn't just exist in one of those spaces, right? In order for it to be holistic, in order for it to be a whole human solution the healing has to go where we are. So you have the virtual space that is for the practitioners. There's an element of being able to have referrals. So a practitioner that you're saying, so say for instance, you're a therapist, right? That you're going to see in a little bit, say that they're on the better spot and say that you've been talking about whatever, when you, when you get upset and this is, none of this is real. So anybody watching this, I am not I am not Baxter's therapist. I am not his consultant. This is for entertainment and not uh, ethically um, against anything. But so say you're seeing your therapist and your therapist is like, you know, you manifest your sadness physically. You know, I see your shoulders start to rise when you talk about this, right? Pain body, it lives within you. I really want you to go see an acupuncturist. So what happens in today is just, your therapist says you go see acupuncturist. You say, I say, cool. You leave your therapist off. Maybe you go on Google. Maybe you go to ZocDoc, whatever. Your therapist has no idea who you're seeing. Your therapist cannot vouch for that person. Your therapist has never met that person. And they just hope that you get the help that you need. Okay. Whereas in the better spot, because we do have number one, a secured and verified community, everyone gets checked their licensures and everything before they can even create a profile to get onto the app. Then it's all referral network. So if your therapist is on the better spot, they can say, I really think you should see an acupuncturist. I'm going to send you somebody. They send you a link. It has however many acupuncturists that they personally are in community with that they know that they could vouch for, right? You've already behind the scenes kind of worked out the HIPAA compliance and the ethics behind releasing information between those practitioners. So you don't have to sign additional documents and do the sign and the back and forth and the woo-woo-woo. And then you just get to look at people's profiles and be like, let's check this person out. Approve. You talk to them. I'm not vibing. Swipe. Next one. You talk to them. Okay, bet. This is the person. Schedule. And then and then here we are. And that's what you can do for 12 modalities of wellness, right? 12 different forms of wellness. You can do that on the profile. And then the hub is literally just an extension of that. So the hub works in tandem and inverse. So say, for instance, you don't have a therapist yet, or you don't have an acupuncturist yet, and you're looking for one, you could walk into a hub, 
I need to see a mental health therapist. Is there anyone who's available today? Yes, we have dozens available today. What are you looking for? Great. Boom, 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 boom. Here's my filter. This is what I'm looking for. We have three people that fit what you're looking for that are available today within the next however many hours based on when you go in. Click, make an appointment, have a consultation, and, and there you go. So it's exciting. And it's awesome. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm super stoked about it. That makes so much sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Madeline, why was it important for you to put this together? Um, I mean, because the math ain't mathing, because what we're doing now is it working. Um, and we have clear proof that it's daily minute by minute, go online right now, I, I'll be able to find a dozen reasons, if not more, depending on how, how long you give me, right? To find why what's happening right now is not working. Mm -hmm. You know, if one more health or wellness app gets flagged by the FDA or, or you know, uh, forced to pause from a federal judge because of unethical practices, deregulation, I mean, there it's, yes, so it's not working. Our, our practitioners are not well. And if they are not well, there is no wellness. So. No, for sure. For sure. So um, these, you know, you've met with and pitched to a number of potential investors, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there were some that were just wasn't good fit. There were some that wanted to learn a little bit more um, and ultimately decided, yeah, we're going to pass that there, there, you know, I know you felt like, and again, another podcast, right? That there were times where you felt like, I don't think that they're really understanding this. They're saying no, but they don't even really understand right, it's not because hidden. of who I am or who they perceive me to be. Mm -hmm. Again, another podcast, mm -hmm. but Ultimately, um, you got some traction. Tell, tell me, tell me where you are now, where things stand with the better spot, and sort of like what's what's next for the end of this year, going into the next year, and all yeah. that. Um. So interestingly enough, right? Look how I'm about to, I'm about to take us full circle here. So, uh, you know, my my journey with investment has been very similar to what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Right. And in the very beginning, I was so focused on what I didn't have control over. I was putting all my time and effort into that versus looking at what I did have control over. So, um, you know, when you are attempting to get VC dollars in today's economy, you know, you can do as much as you can to get you in the door. But just like you were saying, once you're in the door, there's only so much more that you can do. They have to be industry aligned with you. They have to have the funds. I mean, I've had meetings with folks where I found out, you know, through the grapevine, they haven't even closed their own fund yet. They don't even have money to give me. They're just taking meetings to see what's up. You know what I mean? So there's so many different things. I got to a point where I was like, okay, if VC money is for me, then I have to do more work in finding the right VC and then be relentless with them instead of spreading myself so thin instead of playing the numbers game of whoever's going to give me no these are the folks that i want to rock with let me get at tables with them and figure out what do i need to do to get the check from you because i want like you said a long-term partnership with these folks right um and then additionally angels 
I wasn't reaching out to angels because, you know, startup culture, a lot of times is super toxic and folks are like VC, 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 because it's sexy and Miami VC week and woo, woo, woo. And it's like, What's VC for people, everybody? Sure, sure. Venture capital. So venture capital, um, very large sums of money from a conglomerate or a group of people that all invest into an entity, right? They give their money to the entity. The entity has a deciding board on who they're going to invest in based on what their specialty is. So that's that's VC. Um, And I decided to pivot from VC, uh, at least from kind of the spray of what I was previously doing and really dig into angel investments. So angel investments are accredited investors, but individuals um, or smaller individual groups that write much smaller checks, but have a much larger social impact because they're like, I'm investing in you, the human. I want you, the human, to do amazing things. If this thing doesn't work out, I know that you will because of your tenacity um, and I really vibe with that. Yeah. That really makes me happy and really uh, aligns with where we're going with the ethos of the better spot. So, um, and then the other thing was, you know, a lot of people, I'm going to say this, people are going to get upset. I've been looking at debt financing. I know that everyone's like, don't go into debt. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. At the end of the day, um, you know, having a physical space is half of our model. It's It's a huge contributing factor to what we do. Um, and I'm not talking about buying real estate. So tech investors, if you're listening, don't freak out because they're like ah, risk averse, right? Um, but I need to rent one. And with everyone going remote, interestingly enough, there is a flood of available space in the market. So um, so thinking about how I can just do that myself. And as I'm getting, you know, my customers, my experts in from the app portion, do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's um the it, it's amazing. Like we had conversations, you um where you had met with um VCs and yeah, when you're when you're talking about what success looks like and who gets this money in this space, it's not black women, right? So you make a pitch, your passion is apparent to anybody, right? If anybody's spending time with um with you, they know that you care and they know that you know some stuff, right? It, it's not all theory, right? There's there's practice. Um, but then they may take it to the board. They look at your profile and they say, well, well, we don't give money to. Or we've reached our quota. <laughs> I mean, let's just come on now. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've done enough of that. We've invested. We've invested in that. Haven't we done enough of that already? Mm. So when, when you talk about having a smaller pool of people that's more closely aligned to you. I really dig that. I really dig that because now there's one barrier that you already are already over. Right. Now it's a matter of as we talk business, as we talk five, ten years down the road, is there a match there? And if it can we and can we get there if there's some some small differences, right? 
but it's not you selling why you think this is a good idea or why it's necessary or trying to explain necessarily um, our community and the, the disparity as far as healthcare, regardless of what type of healthcare, right? Um, I imagine the people that you are aligned with, even before you had these conversations, there's there's been some research done and they understand some of this stuff, right? Now we can have a conversation. We're already further down the field than we would be with, with just a, a regular old, you know, yeah. company um, that, that may not know much about me or care about me or you know or care about what or i who care. i serve or yeah mm-hmm. 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 um and i think there's a hell of a pivot i think it makes complete sense because again now you can concentrate your efforts on the right group and 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 you can have more impactful conversations um and and you can because this is important you need somebody on occasion to endorse what you're seeing. So people, so you don't start to question yourself, right? Even if they don't, if you guys don't go and visit together for whatever reason, right? they see it. Yeah. But, and then that gives you a little bit more, you know, um, you know, gas in the tank to take yeah. it to the next person, right? I, I do think that stuff is important. No, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you can look around and think, is everybody else crazy or am I crazy? And like <laughs> statistically yeah. speaking, maybe it's me. Like maybe I don't have it. Maybe I don't have it right. Maybe I maybe the idea is off. Maybe you know, and you start yeah. having And I mean, like at the end of the day to that point, I think that I'm a hundred percent in favor of failing fast because failing fast to me is failing forward, right? Time is finite, mm. right? We don't even know what we're given, but what we are given, we know it's not going to last forever. So I'm not trying to be out here doing this, you know, without funding forever. Um, we did raise $55,000, by the way, which is super exciting. But um, right. <laughs> thank you. But, you know, it is um, there's so much more to go and there's 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 so much more to get behind us. And I know that, like, once I start getting into those rooms, those intentional rooms, those rooms that I know, then the rest of it will inevitably come without question. I cannot wait until we we are sitting back reminiscing about these conversations and, and some of these struggles and. And I really believe that it's gonna be all well worth it and, and we'll be able to look back and 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 smile and go, yeah, I needed to take some some of those, you know, those hits early. Cause because man, we're killing it now and we're helping but a bunch of people. We're helping the helpers That's and it. we're helping and we're helping we're helping um the community as a whole too. Yeah. Yeah. Um you're amazing and I know I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. She is a paused psychotherapist. <laughs> the yep. founder of The Better Spot, Madeline Beck. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. For, for everyone that's listening or watching, just know that um, you are all capable. You just need to embrace your own frequency. 
On behalf of Madeline, I am Baxter E. And until next time, peace. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the Paul, where we rise and don't fall.